Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, welcome in. Good evening. We are live on the Believe in Monsters podcast for another week. Lucas Berry, Chris Krogman, and Joe Gaither hanging out with you guys, talking Chicago Bears as the offseason rolls on. And there's nothing to talk about, nothing at all. For the, uh, the, the, the franchise tag has come and gone. No big deal. Free agency windows opened up. No, the Bears aren't spending any money. We still have the number one overall pick. We're still waiting to see what we're going to do. Oh, wait, no! What a Friday it was for us on the Bleeding Monsters podcast and us as Chicago Bears fans. I hope you and yours were excited with the news. And we're going to get into Ryan Poles, all his mastery, his movement over the weekend, trading the number one overall pick, and what we've done in free agency. But before we do that, let's check in with our friends and invite you to jump in and join us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod at Shy Bears at 1985 at L underscore 40 and at Joe Gaither six. You can find us there. Follow the, the podcast on Spotify, Apple music, and on YouTube, putting out episodes each and every week as a part of the believe network. We are looking forward to another year with the believe network and thankful for them. So Lucas Barry, how are you after a great weekend of news and just golly coming at you fast and furious and especially with DJ Moore being our newest wide receiver one. Well, Joe, I will tell you, it is a roller coaster of emotions because we went from Friday, we as in the Bears fan base, online at least, we went from Friday, pure joy, and oh my God, we fleeced the Panthers and we got a wide receiver one, and we are going to put a statue of Ryan Poles outside of Soldier Field to today where Bears fans are mad once again color me shocked uh, at the state of the franchise even though they handed out money like it was candy yesterday uh, we still didn't sign the guys that they knew for six weeks before free agency and never heard of before them and because of that the bears are doomed to uh, get the number one pick again next year so chris how you caleb, feeling man? Kate, caleb williams man can't wait mm, can't wait Justin, the way the Jim. bears are going then Justin can be his running back. It'll be it'll be awesome, just like he's designed to be. Uh, I'm doing fine, Lucas. I know you're uh, you're a bit on tilt tonight, so uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll let you continue to go off the rails on your uh, your your hunt to uh, to cast castrate Bears Twitter, or at least half of it. Uh, yeah, so I'm fantastic. Uh, I'll kick us off by breaking down the entire trade uh bears receive the funniest part about this trade and how how it was released <laughs> was how like ian rapaport and and Schefter broke it down it was all the picks first and then the last thing was like dj moore which like usually let like the last line is like a player to be named later or some bullshit and it's fucking 25 year old top 10 wide receiver dj freaking moore who lucas knows i've been in love with for at least two years. Uh, so I'm ecstatic about this trade. And I was lucky enough to join uh, our Panthers host, Desmond Johnson, last week, uh, Believe in Panthers, Tobacco Sports Road, uh, to talk about the trade. And 
I told him as much. You know, I love I love DJ Moore. I love this pickup for the Bears. Uh, so Bears also received the ninth overall pick in 2023, the 61st overall pick in 2023, a first round pick in 2024, and a second round pick in 2025. All that for the Panthers getting the first overall pick. Uh, I got to say, boys, the more I think about it and the more people I listen to, I, I do think the Bears definitely won this trade. Uh, the Panthers guys I, I hung out with on Friday thought the Panthers got a good deal. They actually thought that they got a cost-effective deal or a better deal. They were stoked to get DJ Moore off the books uh, and free up the cap space, which blew my mind because he's dirt cheap for you know under $18 million a year. Um, and they, they thought you know it not costing three first rounders essentially was was winning was doing good and that's great that's awesome then both teams win don't have a problem with that more than happy with the bears haul for for uh for the first overall pick uh joe we'll jump over to you sir what was your what do you think of the hall what do you think of uh dj moore joe joe has breaking news uh, yeah, literally, I, I know that it's gonna be it's gonna be old news by the time you guys are listening to it. But as we are recording right now, Adam Schefter just tweets out: "Lions and sad former Bears running back David Montgomery oh. reached an agreement on a three-year, eighteen million dollar deal, eleven million guaranteed." And I'm sorry, I know running backs are overvalued or, or have no value or this that, and the other, but just. Demo, I love the guy. I loved him, and, and and yeah, sure, eighteen, you know, eighteen million over three years. What's that? Six a year. All right, ah, Demo, that that hurts my heart a little. <laughs> but do, do, why but did DJ the Lions Moore. hate? Why do the Lions hate DeAndre Swift? I can't wrap my head around it. Why do they hate that dude? It blows my mind. Well, Montgomery, we are. Sad to see you go. That was a fun ride we had you on. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think he'd be back, so I'm not really shocked. No. No. But, uh, yeah. you know, I wish him nothing but the best. Montgomery's awesome. Great dude. You know, he got his money. Good for him. But, uh, you know, the Bears will be moving elsewhere. But to, to you guys. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Oh, my God, Chris. So where were you when that broke? Where were you guys when that broke? I was taking a nap on my couch. And I like I was I was watching Twitter like probably ten well, there was smoke minutes that before day. then. Yeah, there was a lot of smoke and I was like not really buying it. And then uh I woke up and I, I had NFL network on and that's all that was on. And yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> well dude, I we, we were talking in our group chat, you know, someone was like, Oh, look at the Panthers odds at, you know, whatever it was. It was plus three fifty at the time. I think they had like the sixth or seventh best odds to pick first overall. So I, I placed a bet on it. And then lo and behold, a few hours later, the odds start dropping to almost even money. I'm like, holy crap, there might be something here. And, uh, you know, some of those ba- uh, bigger Bears, Bears reporters, not even reporters, I think Bill Zimmerman is a radio dude. He was like, you know, this is, this is happening. And then boom, trade drops. You know, I'm going nuts. I get a FaceTime from our friend on Twitter, Austin. And that's when Joe texts us, DJ Moore. And I'm like, I was just, you know, assuming a package of picks and I'm just like I mean for me the fact that Ryan Poles was able to take literally the Panthers only wide receiver, their only weapon on that whole offense off their team 
at 25 years old for the team that just drafted up to the number one pick and will have a rookie quarterback throwing to nobody. That is absolute mastery. From a trade perspective, Chris, I, I do think the Panthers, if you go by like the, the trade value charts and value DJ Moore at roughly a first round pick, yeah, the trade basically equals out. So from a value perspective, I guess it equals out, but losing DJ Moore for that team is so massive. Like I don't I really don't understand how Ryan Poles pulled it off. And he was talking about it too. Like weeks up to that, we we were like, is he just telling the truth? Like flat out? Dude wasn't lying. He said, I'm trading this pick before free agency, and it happened. Just to get a 25-year-old receiver who is, I mean, look, okay. What's the last wide receiver one uh, that Chicago had? I know we signed Allen Robinson to be that. And for a year, kind of, he did okay. Is it is it Brandon Marshall's last prime? I'm sorry, DJ oh, Moore. Kyle Sean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So so the point the point is it's been a minute since you had a legitimate oh, this is a wide receiver that everybody in the league respects and everybody in the league you know knows that they're gonna have to guard. And what it does for this pair's offense, oh my gosh, to bump I love you, Mooney. I love you, Darnell Mooney, but to bump him back from one A to kind of give him that that two, that one that one B, that slot receiver lets him lets us use him. Uh, to his skill set, and then you you take pressure off Bayless Jones. However, you feel about Bayless, his second year, gonna, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, his second year is going to be better with DJ Moore out there taking coverage away. It's it's going to be awesome, I, I, and I'm pumped. And and you know, your boy Cole Komet is going to benefit from it too because just everything's going to work so much better with a legit wide receiver one who can win off the line of scrimmage, who can win deep, get get get, get down the field deep, and then run routes. I think DJ Moore is what you know is an excellent route runner, and you've seen it with his production. Obviously, last year the numbers were down a little bit, but who was throwing him the freaking football? He's been playing with Dagum PJ Walker for the last two years, so I had no respect to you, PJ Walker, what USFL king or XFL king, but like. Justin Fields, PJ Walker, his stock's about to go way up, I think, and it's going to be a win-win. Well, for for the, for the Bears' perspective, I'm just thrilled, absolutely thrilled. I got two things for you guys. The first one: Does this remind you at all of the the Diggs trade to Buffalo? So, if you look at their numbers, Diggs was kind of in the same boat where he wasn't. He was just verging on elite at that point, and that's right when they traded him away and he exploded. Do you guys think? that expectation might be too high for DJ Moore. Like maybe he's not on that level, but will still give us, I don't know, 1300 yards or 1200 yards or whatever. Yes. Yes. That's too high of an expectation or yes, you expect no. him to yes. have that explosion. Yes it's, yes. it's the same as the digs trade. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, and if you look at that trade, you know, that was for a first rounder, you know, that was for right. what, 18 overall. So where they mm -hmm. took Justin Jefferson, um, both teams won that trade. So maybe this is the same and that's, that's great. You know? Um, yeah, I, I, I think I it's mean, the same, same trade. I just think it's unbelievable that polls demanded DJ Moore instead of the 25 first and got it. Like, I can't believe that. Um, supposedly the Colts were in on a trade too, and maybe dangled Michael Pittman out there. The bears were asking for Michael Pittman supposedly the Texans were also in on that pick and the Raiders, um, but the bears ultimately fall to nine. Um, I would, I would die. I would die laughing if Michael Pittman was the Colts. Off drop, counter like, to that. No, was there like line in the sand? Oh, we'll give you, you know, four, 
two seconds and a 2024 first, but absolutely not on Michael Pittman. Dude, uh, could you imagine the frenzy, the frenzy bear sense would be in if we ended up with pick four and Michael Pittman? (laughs) Oh my God. They would lose their minds. Well, like when he was, when Poles was saying, I know I can get a 24 first and a 25 first, he wasn't lying. I mean, apparently the Panthers did offer the 25 first, but he said, no, I want DJ Moore instead. I think he played it perfectly, unbelievably perfectly. So DJ Moore, his his best year uh, statistically is either 2020 or 2021. In 21, he catches 93 balls for 1157 and four touchdowns. In 2020, it's significantly less reception, 66, but a little bit more yards, 1193, and still four touchdowns. This past year, with the quarterback play we just highlighted, uh, 63 receptions, 888 yards, and seven tutties. So come on, that's what we're doing with. Um, below average quarterback play this past year and and i mean no disrespect to the guys that the panthers were putting out in 2020 and 21 but i i think our man justin Fields is going to be able to get in the football and Mm. and i kind of i kind of think about the panthers offense in those years and yeah you had old ass greg greg olson yeah, you had, you know, Christian McCaffrey, one of those years was hurt, was hurt most of the year. Uh, so who was really taking heat off him? Curtis Samuel on the other side and Curtis, fine little wide receiver, but not not anything special. DJ is going to come into to, to Chicago and, I, and we we are we obviously know that, you know, Mooney and Komet and whoever we come in to play running backs, not not all pros, but they're not they're no slouches. I think they're going to complement each other very well. Looking at Curtis Samuel last year in Washington, man, he's he's damn he good here. No, he is he was solid. Um, I do, I do agree though, Joe. And I was it's funny. I was listening to, I think the CHGO After Dark podcast, um, and they were they were talking about something completely random. But Nikhil Harry's name came up, and I had completely forgotten about that guy. Uh, yeah, because essentially he was replaced by Chase Chase Claypool. But to have Mooney and Claypool be the the two and three, however you want to put either one of them, uh, and then Valus be essentially the four and gadget guy, um, and then Equinemius St. Brown to be the the blocking wide receiver or whatever. I think you already have a much better looking wide receiver room. And then, you know, obviously the weapon room with Comet uh, involved and Herbert involved as well. And it looks, I mean, do you feel if like they're not gonna, if they're not signing if they're not signing David Montgomery to six million dollars a year, I don't think they're signing anybody. You think we're still gonna draft a wide, a wide receiver? Yes, no, Nikhil, really. I want Nikhil Harry back. I'm not joking. I do like Nikhil Harry. I'm not fucking joking, but. I well, I, drafted I they, either. here's the thing too. I mean, both Mooney and Claypool will be due for extensions next year, or free agents next year. So they'll probably have to decide between one of them and they're going to need a rookie to step in and replace one of them eventually. So I wouldn't say the bears need to take a receiver early, but it should definitely still be on their list of, of needs to just replenish down the line. But uh, I mean, we can dive into this more as we get into to free agency. Uh, that was the fun part. That was the amazing part of the uh, the weekend. The Bears trade the number one pick, and then uh, we get to free agency, and Bears fans are pissed. Do do we really care? 
about the average. I mean, honestly, the average Bears fans' opinion. I don't. The but average, I, 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 I don't like it. It gets it gets me down a little bit. It really does. I try and ignore it as much as possible. But when there's just so much negativity all the time, it's like, why, why do why are we even rooting for a sports team if just everything that comes out of your mouth is just the fucking death of the earth? Like, I get it. Yeah. I, I don't agree with everything they do, but I also don't sit here and act like I'm a professional scout and like my opinion is the the gold standard for scouting guys. Like there's a lot more that goes into this. Well, I think the guys that are the most frustrating to me are the never positives, you know? Mm-hmm. Like or the Can't people that try the or the people that try to justify their criticism. It's okay to be a fan and still not like the team's moves. It's like, yeah, dude, that's all you do is talk shit about the team's moves. You don't give one credit or one kudo to any good move. I mean, if you didn't like the DJ Moore trade and you don't like, you know, the, the picks that they got, nobody heard from you. There was fucking crickets. All right. Well, this um, is this is what's crazy is I think the DJ Moore trade was the first unanimous happy decision that I've seen in like a long time. I don't think I've seen one person say like one bears fan say that was bad. But the thing that gets me is like, that was Friday and here we are Wednesday and we're already again, three sick or one eightying our, our takes and like this front office is horrible. They suck. Like they don't know what they're doing. Like, on Friday, you were just saying build the statue of these guys. Not one person was unhappy about it. Now it's oh, they're they're horrible. They suck. It's like it's, it's insane. It, it is insane. That's I think that's what gets me the most, Chris. That that aspect of it too. We either yeah, trust Ryan Poles' uh, plan or we don't. And if we like what he did on Friday, I think that shows that the plan. Is, I mean, honestly, I think you, you've seen over twelve months that he's had a really good plan. Like he's going into year two, like really from the jump, he slashed a lot of contracts. I think Ryan Poles has been. Now, obviously, you want more wins on the field than you had in year one, but golly, I think as a GM coming into a franchise that's been, that's been kind of no, not kind of, but that has drafted, drafted terribly over t- over the you know ten fifteen years. It was in shambles. I think he's done a great job over over thirteen months. What have we drafted poorly for ten or fifteen years? Have we not? I guess. Fuck. I mean, I mean, I mean, not, I mean you're not wrong because we're not winning. So, you look at Ryan. Pace, you look back to the previous GM, Ryan Pace, when he gets in and he's hired, he basically an, looks at a roster that is full of free agents and like no draft picks. The Bears didn't have any retained draft. No second contracts were retained at that point. And so, like, yeah. you're not dra- you're not drafting anything that resembles consistency. And if you want to be a franchise like the Patriots or like the Chiefs, who have year on year in success, the Ravens year in success, they draft well continuously and they re-sign smartly. Yeah, you can say you can pick individual picks, but like well, largely they make good decisions. Well, Joe, the other reason I'm laughing about this too is because Ryan Poles told everyone as much as i am not going to spend like crazy in free agency he made that abundantly clear yes the bears had a cap floor they had to meet it really wasn't as much as everyone thinks i mean they made one huge signing and two mid-level signings two or three mid-level signings and that was it and they're almost there just from the way they structure the contracts and if they wanted to extend people they could meet that floor but the 
the cash floor they spend is not cap based. The Bears still have fifty million to use. They have flexibility to make a big trade if they want. They have flexibility, but like you said, Joe, these good franchises, which we haven't done and we're not used to, they accumulate picks and they keep drafting and drafting and drafting. We are not going to build the Bears by signing average, average Mike at tackle yes. and paying him however much money until he's 35 fucking years old. I get it. We need, we need a right tackle. But spending like crazy, it's just not... It's a way to put patches on your team. It's not a way to win consistently. And I'm not expecting the Bears to be a Super Bowl contender, but... I the, path to, the path to getting there, Luke, is continuously drafting. If you draft, you draft left tackle X, and it becomes Tevin Jenkins, and you move him to right guard, and you realize, oh, this, that, and the other. Like, you don't just go sign another right guard to replace him. You continuously accumulate picks and accumulate picks, and that way you have control of the money. You're never... Uh, you're never really like, oh, Ryan Pace's big thing was he would just backload. He backloaded a bunch of deals. Oh my gosh! Well, he did that because oh, win now mode. We're in win now mode. Well, you don't have to be pressed like that when you draft well over a continuous period of time. You can start to see needs coming down the line. Like Luke, you just highlighted with wide receiver. Even though we're we're looking good right now, needs coming down the line, and you can start preparing for those further. Like it's all about more picks more picks more picks that's the only real asset that i mean outside of superstar players and that's the goal obviously but picks draft picks and the is the asset to get those superstar players and i think it's all about accumulating those spending wisely and and polls through 13 months 14 months on the job i think has done uh, a great job And, and and i'm Mostly, Luke, I stay off the Twitter machine for for that reason because you get people who are <laughs> we didn't sign Jacoby Myers today. Oh, we didn't sign you know whoever the case may be, Mike McClinchy, Orlando Brown. Like we need to go get these guys. And so often, like the reason why are the Chiefs letting Orlando Brown go? Why is McGlinchey getting let go from uh from from the Forty ers Not because. Like, these are good teams letting them go. They've evaluated that, you know what? They're about to get too expensive. They're not worth that value anymore. And we want to be the teams that pick up that scrap. We want to be the teams that say, thank you for your leftovers, Chiefs and 49ers. Like, that's not how winning is. That's not how winning is sustained or built at all. It might get us one good year, might, but you want to continue. You want to build a franchise. You want to be successful over a 10 year period. You have to cha- start changing some of the things that we have uh, done and some of the ways that we've operated over the last 20 years if we want different results. What do you got for us, Krogman? How you feeling? About how you feeling? We just went off. Free agency. How you feeling? You like the, you like the plan so far? You okay with it? <laughs> Um, are they being too timid? The one I was, I thought a little odd was Draymond Jones. I thought that deal was pretty friendly. Uh, clearly, Pace and Eberflus didn't think he was good enough to be the three tackle at what did he get like six? He ended up at 18, 16. No, I thought it was 18. I think it was lower than that. Whatever, six. If, if it's sixteen, it's sixteen. Whatever it is, it's it's lower than people thought he was going to be at. People thought he was going to be up around nineteen or twenty, which was just ridiculous. Uh, Hargraves, I totally understand that contract was bananas. Uh, mm. I after the Taylor deal, uh, 
you know, wasn't surprised that that we stayed out of that. There's a lot of holes to fill on this team. We've been saying it all offseason. You can't do this all in one offseason. They've already stacked a shit ton of draft capital for this year and next year. They have three picks in the, like, 53 to 64 range. Um, I can see them making, making more moves to trade down and, and add more assets. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into player specifics here in a bit, but... Yeah, it's never the guys mind when we trade down from nine. They're gonna they're gonna go crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait. They're gonna trade down to like twelve so that the Titans can move up to eleven and get like Will Levis or or Anthony Richardson and we're just gonna yeah. take Breesy or 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 even Skaronsky, dude. Well, and, and we'll just take all Northwestern players because that's where they were today and not sign the whole free team. Agents. Yeah. Well, my my big thing too is like yes, I mean to Joe. Joe is very much on the on the on the point where when he was talking earlier about building through the draft i do think there is a point where you need to get some veteran presence in there and just accept that they'll be mediocre but for example i think polls he really does have his kind of limitations i mean what mcglinchy made we can't even lie is is fucking outrageous like i wouldn't want the bears to dull out that contract and i mean at the end of the day we look at this and we're like oh the bears didn't get a three technique as if there was like a handful of them like there was three of them to pick from. Hargrave was probably the only one that fit into your defense directly because Draymond Jones and Zach Allen were both three, four DNs. So you're going to ask them to play position full time that they didn't do full time at their older teams. So like really there was one three technique that fit your system and he signed a deal that was so outrageous. You weren't going to do it because he's 30 and you weren't going to give him four years. I'm sorry. It wasn't going to happen. Same can be said for McGlinchey. So like, I don't the overreacting is a little bit crazy to me that the Bears think that the fact that they couldn't get three guys, three guys, there's probably three tackles that were realistic and three three techniques that were realistic. Like there's gonna be bidding, there's gonna be other teams in there. Like just because you know player X, Y, and Z doesn't mean you have to have them on your team. Like it didn't work out. Sure, I would have liked to have Jawan Taylor, but if this is the the route they're taking, then I'm going to hold their feet. Then I'm going to say, okay, then I'm expecting your draft pick to play at a decent level when he comes in here, or at least at the level of the guy you didn't sign. I don't think it's that hard. I just think people are a little bit overreactive about this whole thing. 17 million for Jones. Um, I agree. I, I would, I would have I think paid people him are that, overreacting. But, yeah. but to say Draymond Jones is like a ready-made three technique is crazy. He was a DN right. that you're going to ask to play inside. Like maybe that's not what they wanted. I don't think that's that hard to grasp. That's fair. That's fair. It's interesting how you see other teams, like the Chiefs moving Taylor to left tackle is kind of nuts. Like when you think about it, to pay a guy that much money and ask him to switch positions when he hasn't played it since college, it's kind of crazy, you know? And they just did this experiment with Orlando Jones, moving him from right tackle to left tackle. It didn't work out so well. I mean, whether what you think about Orlando Jones is kind of irrelevant, other Brown. than that, whatever. Orlando, I'm mixing <laughs> people's names together. Fuck off with your correcting. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr., uh, they still let him walk after two years. I mean... They could have franchised him. They could have, I mean, I guess they've been negotiating with him for a while and it just hasn't worked out. But then to turn around and move a guy from right to left is just, 
it's just weird shit. And then, I mean, so it doesn't always work out. So then I guess, I mean, what you're, what I'm saying is Lucas is, I agree with you paying a guy $17 million and then asking him to play a position that he might not fit into perfectly is, is suspect. And there's plenty of like second wave three techs out there. So, or third wave, whatever you want to say. And we're kind of getting into the point of free agency money where like, if you want to extend Jalen Johnson, if you want to extend Cole Komet and, and Darnell Mooney and or Chase Claypool, money's going to start to get kind of thin, you know, to, to spend up on. Right. Yeah, on it's the, not wise to just spend it out of your nose. Like, I mean, I, we're going to go through all the contracts here, and we'll start with TJ Edwards. I know you have the little graphic down there, Chris. He was the first signing of free agency, and I think this was an absolute, not not really, but absolute troll job by Ryan Poles. First move of free agency, boom, Bears are on the board. Rap says many more moves to come. Bears fans are like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. We see the details, $12 million guaranteed, three years. I'm like, holy fuck, we just robbed this dude blind. And then we don't see another deal all day, and – People started losing their collective minds when the Broncos came in with their Walmart money and threw fucking $25 million a year at Mike, Mike Midglinchy for five years until he's 40 years old. Midglinchy. <laughs> decrepit fucking Broncos come in and Bears fans are foaming at the mouth. But uh, <laughs> TJ Edwards, man. There's only $8 million guaranteed for TJ Edwards. I thought it was 12 It was 12 when it was first reported. I mean, when we see what Tremaine Edmonds made, this is an absolute steal. Uh, only guaranteed money the first year. Go ahead, Chris. You got the details? Yeah, three-year contract, 19 overall, $5 million cap hit for 23, 6.5 average per year, $7.9 million guaranteed. And I think he's or only TJ 25 Edwards. for 26. Um, so... Cool story. TJ Edwards went undrafted from Wisconsin and he was teammates with Jack Sanborn, who also went undrafted from Wisconsin. And now they will be teammates again. Um, I'm pretty sure TJ Edwards was a Bears fan growing up, so I literally think he just took a hometown discount to play with his boy, to be honest with you. But that's hundred percent right. He uh he apparently he already did a it uh did an interview with six seventy the score talking about how excited he is to to be a bear. And he hasn't I mean, this deal's not technically signed yet. I mean Right. We've only we've only seen a handful of times where something got announced and then fell apart before the actual signing. But uh, yeah, TJ Edwards is is a Chicago high school football uh, stud, and um, it is interesting that he comes in to more or less take one of the spots away from Jack Sanborn, who was his teammate at Wisconsin. But I guess Sanborn still will probably play. When there's Sam. a three a three linebacker set, yeah, yeah, which is fine um, too because Sam, it's not yeah. like Sam Bourne's great in coverage. I mean, Edwards had a well, better year in coverage than he has in past years. Um, Sam Bourne also looked really good on a really bad defense. Yes, I mean I'm not I'm saying not, Sam Bourne. I'm not taking anything away from the year Jack Sam Bourne had, but uh, yeah, he was uh, pretty much the only bright well, spot. There, there's there's obviously a reason they brought in T.J. Edwards for exactly what you said, and then not only that. Um, Hogan Johns also brought up a great point. It, it's great to have, they, they mentioned it's great to have a linebacker, a backup linebacker who can back up both positions. So having Jack Sanborn able to back up the Mike, the Will, or the Sam is, is fantastic depth for the Bears. Um, you know, injuries happen, it's inevitable. But 
Uh, I thought overall contract was really good for this. I was just surprised on them signing TJ Edwards. I thought for sure they were going to sign Okereke. Okariki, as Joe yeah. calls him. Well, Okereke, where did he? Where? Oh, he went old, to the Giants. Old, old carrot cake. He went to. Yeah, the he went G-Man. to the Giants. All righty, Lucas or Joe. How about Joe? Big Joe weighing in on the next signing guard, Nate Davis. I don't know if anybody on this podcast brought this guy up as a potential signing for the Bears that he kind of fit the zone scheme. He played, you know, blocked for Derrick Henry before. So, I mean, Joe, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> tell the people about Nate Davis? Didn't you call him Nate Jones? Yeah. Mike Davis? Yeah, he. No, it was I messed it up Nate somehow, Jones. but that's okay. It was Jones. There was like three Joneses on the Mike page. Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Who? Hey, listen. That's what happens when you. That's what happens when you have an expert like Chris. He's been around since Papa Bear Howis. Sometimes we confuse <laughs> names. It's okay. But Chris Krogman did predict. He was talking about Nate Davis, not Nate Jones or Mike Davis. Nate Davis, the guard from the Tennessee Titans, signed for a three-year deal, $30 million, $7 million, basically $7 million cap hit for 23, and a $10 million average contract. And it seems like it's going to be a fit schematically. I'm seeing a lot of my Titans buddies saying, ha-ha, good luck, like he's lazy. Mike Vrabel didn't like him very much is kind of what the Tennessee people down here are saying. So uh, hopefully he'll be a better fit in Chicago and Eberflus can get a lot out of him. Um, But I like like going out and spending money uh, on the offensive line. I I really really am am a fan of that. He's nasty, dude. I mean, nasty Nate. Does he smell bad? He he runs people over. I saw someone. I saw someone compare him to Tevin. Is it similar play style? Yes. I really haven't watched like any Titans game, so I'm just taking your word for it. Um, It's another guy, another another young guy, 26 years old. So uh, they definitely have a type they were aiming for in free agency. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much on Chris. What is the contract for Nate Davis? You already said it. Yeah, Joe rattled it off. Three year, thirty million. How much guaranteed? Nineteen point two five. Nineteen point two five. Not bad. Uh, interestingly, we have the point of Nate Davis has never played on the left side in his career. So, what do you guys think happens with the Bears' line? Is Tevin moving to tackle? Is Cody Whitehair the odd man out? Is Cody Whitehair moving to center? What do you guys think? I think Jenkins stays at guard. I think Whitehair is probably your odd man out. They could cut him and save about ten million after June first, but then I mean they need some depth, right? Yeah, but not for ten minutes, not for fourteen point one million dollar cap it. You don't need that depth. Well, we- they got the money. That's why I'm like they might. I don't know. I mean, the only reason this, I don't think. I mean, dude, wouldn't it be interesting if, like, at the end of the day, like, the reason they didn't sign a tackle was because they planned on moving Tevin back the entire time? I I highly doubt Tevin goes back to tackle at this point. I could see Tevin going to left guard, uh, and I guess I could see Cody going back to center. I don't want that to happen. I think he sucks at center. He snaps like (laughs) shit. They've been trying to replace him at center for 
years, and if they wouldn't have messed around with him being a center ever, he probably would have been a, a, a Pro Bowl-level guard if he would have just been able to stay in one spot and not have to focus on too many things. Uh, so I don't want that to happen. So I, I, I most... I, I agree with Joe. I think he gets cut. I think he's the odd man out. Yeah, but that, it's something you could definitely wait on. I mean, June 1st is the uh, deadline, obviously. You can designate him as a June 1st cut, but uh, I mean, at least if they wait until a draft see how that shakes out, then they can make a final decision on Cody. So, yeah, I guess I... In theory, it's fun to think about what they might do, but ultimately cutting him is probably the best move to save. Basically, if they cut him, they'll pay Nate Davis' salary this year at $10 million. Or you can pay half of uh, Orlando... What's his name? Brown? Orlando Mike, Clown. Uh, Mike Jones. I'm just going to literally call everybody that they signed forward Mike Jones. Because <laughs> All right. I... I don't know who anybody is, but this let's was... move on to the big daddy of them all. Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Buffalo Bill drafted five spots after six spots after Roquan, somewhere in their 14, 15 range, uh, 6'5", 250. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say liken him to Brian Erlacher, but that's essentially what he will be in this defense. Uh, middle linebacker who's tall and fast and is going to be hard to throw over in a cover two scheme. A huge addition to this defense. And I know people are pissed that they signed Tremaine Edmonds for essentially the same money that Roquan was asking for. Uh, at the same time, you know, we fuck around and, and joke about Roquan a lot because dude's weird. I mean, he's a weirdo. And he's he's gotten himself into trouble with a Bella Danger. He's gotten himself into trouble <laughs> in uh I can't in, South, in South Africa. I had a straight face. Come on. Uh no, Roquan's fine. He just he just got himself I mean, he good for him that he negotiated his own deal. I uh, got himself paid, but the Bears end up with an extra linebacker and a second round pick, essentially for the same money uh, yeah, as slightly as more. Got. Yeah, twenty yeah, point five. To, to be honest with pick. you, I I really don't know how any of us or Bears fans in general, like I don't know how anyone didn't see this coming because if you really look at the measurables, like. That's, I mean, I know we joke about... We've Eagles talked Leafs. about Tremaine Edmonds for fucking months, though. I didn't really think... It, oh, dude, I never thought it was a serious possibility, but then I guess just, like, crosses my mind. I'm like, this dude's 24. I mean, he's everything Eberflus could dream of. He's fucking 6'4". He's gigantic. He runs the same 40 times as Roquan. Like, this is a dude that was made in a lab, and he's he's been in the league five years, and he's only 24 years old, which is absurd. So what? That's the that's the running joke. Yeah, he is. He's he's younger than Valus Jones. 24. Yeah, three hundred and ninety-seven <laughs> days younger, like significantly yeah. younger. Yeah, Joe How is like get... what? Dude, he he started in the league. Like, How did he right, league at nineteen? 19. No, he was like he was right. He's going to be twenty-five on the next season starts, I think. But he's only twenty-four right now, which is just absurd. I mean, DJ Moore's like that too. DJ Moore's what twenty going on twenty-six, and he's been in five years, so. I, I mean, I guess if you're going to throw... Here's how I see it. Ryan, Ryan Poles spent the money on kind of the guaranteed, like, this guy's good, I'm just going to pay him type in free agency. He didn't really fuck around with 
you know how like big money gets thrown around for guys who are like okay average, like you're paying Tremaine Edmonds but he's a top five linebacker in the league like you're paying yeah, for a good two, player so yeah, it is what it is pro bowler and I mean I know Roquan made a pro bowl finally this year and we've been pining for him to make a pro bowler pro bowl for a few years but uh yeah Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds is bona fide and I like Buffalo fans apparently we're starting to get on him but I think Buffalo fans are just friggin' spoiled uh mm-hmm. at this point um and maybe he wasn't like the exact I mean he was a great fit for that defense you know essentially they play the Carolina defense and he plays the the Luke Keekley role uh from what I understand and he and he's been great but he just they complain that he doesn't cause enough turnovers he doesn't get the interceptions in the in the in the takeaways which maybe that's, that's just also, the defense you know yeah I was going to say that defense has been I've been I've been a little bit iffy on how Sean McDermott's been coaching the team the past years honestly especially in those playoffs so he makes some very questionable decisions so I don't know I think Eberflus really sees Tremaine Edmonds as his Shaq Leonard um even though you know he might play Mike as opposed to Will but uh personally I I mean I know we talked about this before I don't like paying linebackers that much money I think it's stupid I understand why they did it. So just because I think it's stupid doesn't mean it's a bad signing. It's just personally not what, I, not how I would build a team. But I get it. The fit makes sense. The contract is very front-loaded. Uh, he's basically getting all his guaranteed money in the first two years. Uh, what do you got here for the, the numbers? Four years, 72 million, 32 guaranteed. Uh, fourteen million, fourteen point seven mil cap hit for twenty three, eighteen mil per year average. Yeah, so he gets a roster bonus and a guaranteed salary for twenty three and twenty four, and essentially after that, the Bears can get rid of him pretty cheap after two years if they wanted. Um, they kind of structured all their contracts this way, where it's like one or two years, um, and then they can get rid of these guys if they were. So I think Ryan Poles is being very careful, maybe a bit too careful with worrying about dead money down the road with these um and we're definitely seeing a difference in contract structure from we have than we have with ryan pace uh with cliff stein back here running the uh the contracts they really did they front loaded the shit out of this like his cap hit this year's 41 million next year's 27 and then it goes down to four so basically just giving them all the money i mean it's kind of smart too if they it's think right. they're going to extend fields like it's very forward thinking yes it's, it plans ahead. It plans on being a successful franchise for a long time. It's how it's done. Because <laughs> if you want to cut him in a, in a year or so, like the, the, like the penalties are way less. What, what do you guys make of this? I mean, are you a fan of paying linebacker? Yes. Do you like the move, but not necessarily something you would do? What do you think? Well, you got to have somebody who can cover in the league. You have to. In a passing league... And Edmonds, Edmonds can cover. You have to pay for it. If you can't get that, then you know just as much as I mean, the Bears are bad all all over the uh, the field on defense this year. But if you can't stop the run, they're going to do that at first. But I think you obviously have to have a coverage linebacker as well. So if this is what it costs, you know, fourteen, what fourteen million dollars on average? Is that what I'm saying? Eighteen. Eighteen. So what's I mean? And Roquan got 20, 21. I think it's great. 
Yeah, to Chris's point, you got Edwards, Roquan, Sanborn for 25 a year, plus a second-round pick versus Roquan at 20. Did I say Roquan twice? I didn't mean that. The other factor here is the Bears got annihilated in the mid-passing game last year. Hmm. Uh, so adding two, adding one guy in Edmonds that just lights out in pass coverage and affects the, the passing game significantly across the board. And then TJ Edwards having a, a pretty solid year. He's just a really smart player. Uh, he kind of knows where to be in, in, in coverage and in, and in run, um, you know, run lanes. So I think, but like, do I love paying linebackers? No, not necessarily. Do I think they grow on trees? No, not necessarily. Not like, not like Tremaine Edmonds. They don't. I mean, yeah, your Jack Sanborns apparently grow on trees. They grow on Wisconsin trees because we just signed another one. But I, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I want good players on this team, and I think Tremaine Edmonds is a good player. And I've always, I've always thought it was funny, and it's mainly because Raul's our boy. But how much he just loved Roquan coming out. And like I remember specifically people saying Edmonds could be the better player in that draft class. And I've always watched, you know, both of them and thought Edmonds was just as good or better. And the same thing with like Shaq Leonard, dude. Everybody's like, oh, Roquan, Roquan, and Shaq Leonard's fucking better. So um I don't care. Whatever. And it's not like it's like I was saying before, money like the contract is it might be 18 million, but the, like two years ago, this would have been 16 million because right. the, the salary cap just is, is escalating at a ridiculous rate. I think it's good they didn't get out of market setting deal, too. Like, yes, yeah. it's good they didn't. It wasn't like, oh, we had a top Roquan, like they got him at that. And what else is impressive is most of these deals for these younger guys, they normally get five years. So the fact that it's only four is definitely kind of telling on how the Bears are negotiating and looking at this thing. You know, you notice they're all in the they're all in the Fields window. The DJ Moore deal is three years. Not to say that you know they made that deal. Uh, Nate Davis deal is three years. TJ Edwards deal is three years. Tremaine Edmonds deal is four years. But I'm sure they could get out after three. They could get out of it. They could get out of it after two if they really wanted. But uh, really, he then. Good. I was just going to say, out of probably out of all these guys, I mean, Edmonds is probably the one you're looking at and like, okay, this guy probably will. He's the guy we should be looking for to maybe get an extension down the line. Like, he should be that good in this defense. Because the thing about Edmonds is he's still getting better. Like, he was pretty raw coming out and he's gotten better every year. I mean, I really hope so. And I think Eber Flues can really make this guy into a superstar. So, what you're saying is he, is, is he not a superstar already? Is he not a top five to? Is he not well, a top I, five inside linebacker in the? Well, league? like you said, I think a lot of people look for those turnovers and stuff, and I think this defense will help him with that. And I think that's yeah. what will help him get more of that national recognition. But he is he is getting better every year, which is impressive and crazy that he's only twenty four. I can't believe that. Yeah, that's been the running the running joke. I guess Bills Bills Twitter has been putting out. You know, been in the league for five years and twenty is only twenty four year old memes for like always. Like <laughs> you don't, you just don't see that shit. Um, so yeah, welcome, welcome to Chicago, Mister Edmonds and Edwards and Davis. And uh, the final, 
signing of day one of free agency for your Chicago Bears. Lucas, what do you know about uh, defensive end Marcus Walker? So yesterday, yeah, yesterday, I kept seeing D.E. Marcus Walker, and I didn't know his name was DeMarcus. I thought it was defensive end Marcus Walker. So I just started calling him that. But uh, I had no idea who this guy was until yesterday, so I can't even lie to you. Uh, I know Bears Twitter is already saying this is the the new version of Al-Qadeen Muhammad, which I think is a crazy stretch because none of us even know who this guy is. But just from a quick glance at his numbers, he's gotten better every year. And last year was kind of his pinnacle where he played a part-time role, only playing 400 snaps. But he had seven sacks, and he had, I think, 17 pressures in those 400 uh, snaps, which were basically both better numbers than what uh, our boy Draymond Jones, who everyone wanted. Uh, he played almost 700 snaps, had less sacks, had less pressures. So uh, stats aren't everything, but it is kind of telling uh, you know, this guy, uh, Demarcus Walker's numbers versus Draymond Jones's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know too much about him. All I know is he's ascending and he gets pressures at a crazy high rate. I mean, 17 pressures and 400 snaps is pretty insane. One of the most interesting things of, about Walker is a lot of his pressures and hits and such came lined up as a three tech. Yeah. So. It's interesting. I mean, with the amount of money they they gave him, it's a, it's borderline starter money, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they deploy defensive end Marcus Walker. <laughs> yeah, he so he got has a three year, twenty one million dollar deal, six point four for twenty three, seven million average, and eight and a half guaranteed. That seems wrong. I thought it was higher guaranteed than that. I thought it was sixteen. That's what someone said yesterday. That's what I thought. Hold on. So it looks like old, uh, all right. While you're doing that, Demarcus Walker had a pressure on 4.18 percent of his snaps, and then Draymond Jones. I'll calculate this right now. He had 16 on 716 snaps. That's way lower. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, Draymond Jones had a pressure on 2.2% of his snaps versus 4.1 from Dre, uh, Demarcus Walker. So that's pretty crazy. He must have double the pressures uh, or double the amount of pre- double the pressure rate as Draymond Jones. And just so for context, Al-Qadeen Muhammad had similar numbers, except he played way more snaps than both of them guys. He was probably, again, in that 2, 2% pressure area. Um, when he had his breakout with the Colts. So fully guaranteed money, according to over the cap is 10.5. So maybe there's a roster bonus or something in there that isn't being calculated. And then just uh, for context, al Muhammad had a pressure on 2.37% of his snaps. So when he had his breakout with the Colts. So Demarcus Walker having over 4% pressure rate on 4% of his snaps, pretty absurd. I don't know where that ranks in the league, but that's 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 a really good number. I don't know. What do you guys make of this? I like four percent, a lot more than a two percent. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too much. It'll be it'll be interesting to see where the Bears give him most of his snaps. 
if they're going to use him as more of a, a three technique or they're going to use him at DN and kick him inside sometimes. Um, I know in Tennessee, he only played about 40% of their snaps, so probably not a guy you're going to be playing on every down. No. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, the Bears might because they're running out of options a little bit. Justin Jones is still under contract. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see what they do. I mean, they basically as we sit here today, you know, we we went through the deals. The Bears still have to spend I think I did the math this morning. They have to spend 78 million before the or 78 million more total to reach the the cash floor in 2023. Uh but the draft class is going to take up 27 to 28 million of that. So they're really they have to spend about 50 million more in 2023 cash to hit that cap floor minimum. Like you said, Chris, it it's not a ton of money they could get there through extensions and things like that. Um, but they do have 50 million in salary cap left. So they, they still lead the league there if they really wanted to swing a big trade or sign one more big player like Orlando Brown or whatever. They have the money to do that if they want. Well, breaking news. Chicago Bears are adding <laughs> backup running back in special team ace Travis Homer, formerly of the Seattle Seahawks, on a two-year deal. So a little less than fifty million. Lucas is is being spent. You know what's interesting is I was thinking about who the hell's returning punts next year. Oh, Travis Homer is. And Valus Jones. What about Valus? He doesn't return punts, dude. Why not? Because he lost us a game when he was doing that. He doesn't return punts. He doesn't play wide receiver. All he does is take the jet sweeps. Lucas, every time you say he lost us a game, I'm going to say he got us the number one pick. So, (laughs) Bayless Jones led to DJ Moore and more. So, quit your crying. Ryan Poles had a plan, dude. The man could see the future. Well, we should talk about the rest of free agency because obviously we're we're two days into the legal tampering period. Free agency hasn't even technically begun until Wednesday where when signings can become official, the new league year. I mean, do you guys see the Bears signing a tackle in free agency or like a starting right tackle, or do you think they're going to focus on the draft there? Like there's not a starter left other than fucking uh, Orlando Jones. Right. So you think they'll just have to take a tackle in the draft if they don't get Brown? Yes. All right. Uh, and, and I don't want. I don't even want him. I, I, I just have to. How how comfortable are you taking a take a tackle in the draft or take a tackle at nine? Take a tackle at nine. Would you be comfortable putting him in day one as your starter? Harris Johnson, dude. Look at look at Peter what, Like they threw out. Uh, a uh, A Jones, Braxton left Jones. tackle Braxton Jones, and left tackle Mike last year. Jones. Yeah. So my big I mean, my big thing is I don't think the expectation should be so low that the ninth pick in the draft, who was probably going to be the first tackle taken in the entire draft, that player should be able to block at a Mike McGlinchey level pass blocking like status. Like there's the guy that all Bears fans wanted. That should be like his minimum floor for pass blocking as a rookie. Wanted is that you think is that the word you want to use there? Or like settled on. Settled well, I'm just using yeah. I'm using that as an yeah. example because unanimously no, people right. are like Mike McGlinchey's an upgrade, but he's not very good. But we'll pay him whatever he wants just because he's an upgrade. That's My bad. point is 
I'm expecting the number nine pick to be able to perform at that type of level, pass yeah. blocking at least, to protect fields. So a below average pass blocker, my fucking expectation's not high, but I think the number nine pick in the draft should be able to do that. You feel like Paris Johnson or Skaronsky can? I think they can. I think, I think they can be. Yeah. What, do you guys, what do you guys think of Isaiah Win? I don't like him. All he, all he does is win, 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 no matter what. Lazy. He's horrible. Wow. He's, he's 26 and one of the only ones out there, other ones out there. Juwan James is out there. Wasn't that one of the guys that we, that we wanted at one point? Or what? I think that was the dude Joe. I think that was the dude Joe was thinking of the other day when we were talking about Jawan Taylor. I, I think that was him because he played for the Broncos, right? Jawan James. That is yeah. it. Yeah. Who yep, was the it. guy? Who was the that's right who Joe tackle? was talking about? Who's the right tackle that everybody wanted like a couple years ago, and he ended up signing like like with like the Redskins? Charles Leno. It was the Redskins at the time too. Uh, no, not Charles Leno. Oh, that's where we was go the other dude from the Bears? No, not that, not that, not that guy. Cornelius uh, Lucas or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, everybody's all mad. We basically gave our <laughs> tackles to the football team or Commanders or Redskins or whatever the hell they were called. I can't remember who I'm thinking of. Either way, they are you thinking it. of? Are you thinking of Brandon Sheriff? No, that's a guard. Oh, you're thinking of a tackle? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess my point is other teams do this every freaking year. Why can't this be the time the Bears finally, like when the Buccaneers drafted Tristan Wirfs to protect Tom Brady and he was incredible his, that year, except for when Cleo Mack tossed him aside. Like, why can't the Bears do that? Why is our expectation for this team so freaking low in the dirt that we can't expect to have a good player as a top 10 damn a, pick? I don't think there's a Tristan Wirfs in this draft. He was the I, 15th pick in the draft. He was, he was like, like OT4. Fourth. I thought he was like fourth. No, he was, in the, he was in the teens, low teens. There was a few guys in that. Yeah, Becton, because the, the freaking Jets took Becton at five. My, my point about this is the Bears know what situation they're going into. They can't draft the, the traitsiest lineman with the longest arms and the, the best 40 time at nine. They got to pick a guy who's ready to go this year. Sure, that should go into their draft evaluation, but the expectation should be that this guy can play and protect fields right away. We shouldn't be saying we got to sign a twenty million dollar right tackle who's average protecting. I mean, I mean, Paris Johnson was one of the people I brought up in the later less than ten range. So I don't I have think, a problem with Paris Johnson. I, I, I think, don't want like I never wanted Jas- Jackson Smith and Jigba in that range. I, well, but I, like I also think that that range gets like gets kind of weird. Like there's not a there's not a guy I'm in love with. At nine, I'll say that. I guess my point, my like Paris Johnson, like if they took Broderick Jones, for example, I think that's more of a project that you're like hoping he can develop into that elite, like Paris Johnson. I think he can plug in and play right away. That's what I mean. Like if that's your decision, you can't go with the traitsy guy that has all the things you think he can develop. Like go with the guy who's ready to play, even if he's just a good starter for four years, whatever. But again, if you're I'd rather do that than pay some guy over the moon until he's 35. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm with you. I think that is a great strategy. And if we go out and sign Orlando Jones, I don't care. That's fine, too. I don't don't care. 
I, I, I don't, don't have want any. him. I'm just saying I don't care. Like if they like I he would be I, the best lineman on the Bears if we brought him in. Tevin Jenkins says otherwise. That's well, I think I think Brown would be a better pass protector than Jenkins. I I don't think Brown is bad. I just think he's wildly overrated. That's what it is. And he doesn't fit the scheme at all, so that's why I don't know if they'll do it. And if they did do it, I'm wondering if they would put something in there like the Pats put in for Trent Brown that said, you can't show up to camp like a fat fuck. You got to lose weight. No. I doubt it. Dude, Trent Brown's contract was ridiculous. That wasn't even that. It was like, you have to show up to camp at like 365 pounds. Like, it wasn't even that low. It was like, you can still be fat. You just can't be fucking sumo wrestler fat. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to move in this offense. So maybe, maybe Skaronsky's the guy. Well, like you said, Chris, the whole gang was there at the Northwestern Pro Day. Mm-hmm. They were probably also there to see the uh, three technique. It ran a 4-5. Attaboy. The funny thing is, like, so Hogan John, I listened to Hogan Johns on the way home, and uh, Hogan was at the Northwestern Pro Day, and he was saying, like, teams thought Attaboy was a, like an undrafted free agent before, like, this, the, yeah. the, the offseason started, which, like, he blew it, like, he was great at the Senior Bowl, you know, went apeshit at the Combine, and now teams don't know what to do with him. To me, I think teams go back. And they don't like everybody's going to be like drooling over this kid, but he'll probably still end up going in like the third or fourth round, maybe even later, depending on what the like. If they go back and look at the tape and try, and some team tries to talk themselves into it, I don't know. Um, I think you know Hogan Johns were like, oh, if he's there at sixty four, take him. But I don't yeah, know. I think. I mean, if the tape is not there, it's not there. No matter well, what thing, kind of freak he is. The thing about it though is that he played mostly at D end at Northwestern and. The only tape he had that was good was when he played three technique. And that's where they put him at the senior bowl, and that's when he blew up. So I think people are there's that's where the intrigue is. Like he's not a D end where Northwestern played him. He's not a D end at all. Copy that. So Makes that sense. is the, the but I do agree with you because that's something I mentioned I, before in our chat. I was like before the combine, he was mentioned as like a day three pick. And now he's being talked about as a fringe round one player, which is just fucking absurd. I don't care how fast you are. That's absurd for a guy like that. (laughs) Plus, I mean, in a vacuum or in a phone booth, he's not going to, he's not going to need a four, four forty. Yeah, exactly. Crazy explosion though. But the, I guess the big thing is, the Bears can't fill all their needs in a day through free agency. They're going to either they're going to probably be shy on both the D line and O line and need to stack up on that in the draft. But like we talked about, Joe, this is not something that is going to be. This thing is going to be built, you know, over a few years. And I think the Bears are finally seeing the bigger term picture here, and not not getting too far ahead of themselves. All right. I mean, you're seeing the starts of. You're seeing, seeing the start. You're seeing Ryan Poles setting, tr- trying to st- set habits that the Bears really haven't had uh, in their shoot in their entirety of my lifetime, at least. So you're trying to see him. He's setting. He's setting habits, and the and the fans are just going to have to get used to it and, and get re- and realize that we're doing things a different way. And I, I think that 
I think it's the more sustainable way over time instead of going all in year in and year out and, and, and trying to uh, mortgage the future time after time and trade draft picks and trade up to get guys. Um, I think the opposite approach yields longer terms to sustained success. Right. And it's like, I don't, I get it that fans and, you know, the bears have a lot of holes. They definitely need to get just some veterans in there. But again, if it's going to come down to cost, how much it's going to cost down the road, all things considered. I mean, if the bears have to go out there and start their first three picks or D line and O line, it is what it fucking is. You know, that's, we hired Ryan Poles to get those picks right. We didn't hire him to get them wrong. So right. that's that's where we are. And then if and then if those picks suck, then we can say, okay, we messed up. But until that happens, there's a lot to unfold still. What should we be looking forward to over the next seven days, Luke, until we meet again? Depth signings. Depth signings. I mean, like I said, they got to spend about 50 mil more in 2023 cash to meet that floor. So signing guys like Travis Homer is not going to do it. They're going to have to sign probably guys like one, Chris Krogman. Probably one bigger name free agent. I'm not counting out a splash for Orlando Brown either. I have a weird feeling they're going to try and work with him. Chris, you know who you know who we should start should have well should be starting at right tackle this year. Is one uh, Zachary Thomas who got picked up off the practice squad last year and is no longer a developmental bear. Maybe Jatir Carter can slide outside and. I think uh, I think we squeezed the the juice from the lemon with that draft class. The fact <laughs> yes. that the fact that we found Braxton Jones out of that heap of whatever is. Can we get the Kramer kid back for a depth That's, center? Yes, not depth center, starting center. Let's go. That's another thing that I think ruined the perspective of of rookie starting is all Bears fans are just like, well, Braxton Jones, like he was a fifth round pick from a freaking school you never heard of. Shut up. It's different than taking a player at pick nine. What are you saying? Bears fan thinks Braxton Jones is shit? Uh, No, they're just using that as an example of how rookie tackles will take a while to develop, even though it's quite obvious that that was a complete project of a freaking pick and we're lucky he's even starting caliber. The whole class. Yeah, really. That's what I'm saying. I think people's views are clouded of rookies because they just, oh, Braxton Jones was below average and he was bleh, 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 bleh. If you're pick nine, you should be starting on my goddamn line and protecting the quarterback. No excuses. I think yeah. I agree with you. I am, I am, I am a little surprised they didn't sign a right tackle. But... I also don't want to sign. I also don't want to pay people to be made mid. Would you? Would you have been upset hilarious. with them the Glinchy deal if the Bears gave him that exact contract? No. I think it'd be apprehensive. I don't know about upset, but I think apprehensive is is where I, where I'd fall. Would have been, it was significantly less than Taylor. I mean, Taylor, I think Taylor was the guy we all kind of leaned towards. I thought the McGrary deal was, was interesting, but I I don't know anything about that guy. So He just basically had one really good year before free agency. So, I mean, his, his deal was fairly cheap, right? I mean, yeah, Falcons brought him back. Least amount of, of, of all of them. 
But again, that goes back to my point of, hey, there was literally three options. And that's why we're mad, because we didn't get one of the three options. Isaiah, win, 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 no matter what is still out there, though. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're going to bring in some depth. I, I mean, the line, they just, the, it's going to be hard for the line to be worse than last year. So, really will. Oh, yeah, Andre Dillard was the other one people were. See, what's interesting, like, oh, never mind. He's, never mind. Do, do, do. Well, I don't know. Do you guys have much more? I got it all off my chest, I think. I got nothing more to say. No, you're going to be texting us for at least the next hour about something somebody said on Twitter. Dude, Jermaine Fetty's still out there. And he's only oh, 28. Yeah, oh. we should definitely get him. Yes. <laughs> that is hilarious. Hey, Taylor. Go ahead. No, I didn't want to cut you off. I was going to say, Taylor Lewan thinks that uh, Nate Davis is a stud and, and Taylor's available. I trust Taylor Lewan. I mean, I don't know right. if he comes. But that's also his teammate. Or... So, what's he going to say about his former teammate? Did the here's a there is one tackle left, but the Bears would have to give up something for him. Did the Packers ever tender Yash Nijin? That's know. a weird name. I don't know. That's, his name is literally. It's not Josh. It's Yash with a Y. But he was very good when he played tackle for them and. They might put a second-round tender on him, but I absolutely think he's worth a second-round tender. He's very good. Four hours ago from Fan Nation, so take that for what it's will, Packers won't tender Davis as restricted free agent. Davis? Uh, no, I'm going to uh, Davis and... Uh, not tendering Davis. I'm going down because I clicked on the article. That's Tom. Now we're at Nyman. Uh, Davis is one of three restricted free agents with offensive tackle. Yashin and Chris Burns being the others. Nine minutes three games, first to 11, final 11. Um, this article says that he will be tendered by the Wednesday deadline. It's a matter of what the level. Hmm. Well, if it's a second round pick, I would do it. Second round is, a, is guaranteed uh, 4.3 million. I mean, he's he's like a, a tackle he's a very team good tackle. Might be Shoot, did, we get to, did we get to pick which second round pick it is? That would be nice. I'm sure it's probably just the highest one. That's lame. That is lame. All right, I got nothing else. Chris, Bear you got down. Chicago Bears make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you throw the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears, and don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears. Bear down.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.